0: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines on a big Friday. 49ers get to number three. What does this mean for Jimmy G? Dolphins making a big bet on Tua. Is that a smart bet? And we're talking Sweet 16. Upset so far, but three number one seeds remain. Fezzik, best bet, going against one of those number one seeds. Here comes a four hour of The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
0: You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, a big Friday live on 225 FSR stations across this great nation in studio. Steve Fezzik. Faz, you uh, got your first shot today, huh? I did, yes. Did they they do like a hair dye job with it? (laughs) it, Did it make you get younger all of a sudden? I mean, that that shot sounds good.
1: Yeah, they took a good look at me and said, you know, wait 15 minutes before you even think about driving in case you have a reaction.
0: Now, now was there any... um, shenanigans to get ahead of the list? Or was this like a guy in their 60s? Well, wait, no, you're in your mid-50s, right? Is, how, how did you get so high on the list? I
1: qualified. Leave yeah, it at is that. Does that,
0: is that mean there had to be a payment made? Mm, I oh my gosh. Democracy, democracy. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joe in LA, Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got major movement atop the NFL draft, we're also at Sweet 16 Eve in the NCAA tournament. But what is the Vegas lead here on this Friday?
0: Obviously, it's the big, big trade. But here's what I'm going to do, Jonas. I'm going to give you six takeaways. Like factual, like this, because of what happened today, you know this. Number one, number two. Three, four, five, six. So we're going to cover this trade from every angle, but it's the 49ers and Dolphins is the lead.
2: Yeah, and it was a major trade earlier today in the NFL. The 49ers acquiring the number three overall pick in next month's draft from the Dolphins in exchange for the number 12 pick, two firsts in 2022 and 2023, and a third rounder in 2022. And of course, the Dolphins later on traded back into the top 10, acquiring Phillies pick at number six.
0: Okay, so we got a couple takeaways that are more obvious, and then the third one's going to be like, wow, good point. Okay, number one is the Dolphins have made a major bet on Tua. Because what they're saying is we have looked and said, all right, Trevor Lawrence, he's going, let's let's just kind of say it, he's going to Jacksonville, 99%. Then it's like, well, who's the Jets going to take? If... The Dolphins liked one of those quarterbacks a lot better than Tua. They probably wouldn't make this trade. So the Dolphins have looked very adroit throughout all of this. And if you think about it, and Joy Taylor on FSR made this point today, think about that Tunzel trade. Hmm. So Houston trades Tunzel or trades for left tackle Tunzel with Miami. And they receive Miami two number ones. Right? One of those number ones is this number three pick in the draft. Okay, so now they have Tunzel went. They had another number one they got in their pocket. This number one they traded for three number ones. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So effectively, the Dol- and a third. Effectively, the, Dolph- the Dolphins for Tunzel have gotten four number one picks, Oh, no, I guess it'd be no. It'd be. Let's think about this. They had the the one. This three, one set to the side. That's two. And in in yeah, so it's four number one picks mm-hmm. and a number three for Tunzel. <laughs> Jonas, how's that? How's that for horse trading?
2: I mean, if they can, if those picks turn out to be better than Tunzel as a player, then they absolutely. Well, yeah, but
0: I mean, any trade you make is that's the assumption, right? Is and and you're right, ultimately. But I don't even know if I agree with that. Like you hear people talk about the the Mac trade with the Raiders, and you say, yeah, maybe the Raiders got a good deal, but they haven't made those picks, you know, come to anything really. And my point would be, it's the process. If you get those picks. There's a randomness to if they become something or not, but if the process is right, I think you still got to give it a good grade. That's how I think about it. Yeah, draft
1: equity, basically, you know, how much you should have gotten back is obviously a lot worth a lot more than what Larry Tunsil is worth. And and Jonas is
0: right. If somehow they make all bad picks, I don't know if it was a bad trade. It was bad picking. I wouldn't know that much. But still, has there ever been a player in NFL history? And I know this is once removed. That generated four number one picks. Amazing. Okay, so the Dolphins have done a lot of things right, but if they're wrong about Tua, does it matter? Meaning, how good are the Dolphins? Let's say they take these number ones next year, the year after, they become one of the best rosters in football, but Tua is the 24th best quarterback. How good are the Dolphins? Probably the 14th best team? Yeah, I think that's accurate. So, the irony of all this is, it's not even so much those four number ones, how effective they are picking those. Hey, it matters. Jonas is right, for sure. But if Tua becomes a top eight, like a Dak Prescott level, even. Look out. Dolphins are in the Super Bowl conversation the next 10 years. If not... Though they could pull a rabbit out of their hat, odds are pretty good they don't even make a Super Bowl. It all comes down to two. Uh, Jonas, what do you think of that?
2: Yeah, you can miss at every position except for quarterback. If you go back and look at the Patriots draft class in which they drafted Tom Brady, outside of Brady, it's guys that flamed out in the league pretty early. There was a fullback mixed in. But because they hit on the quarterback, it turns into a good draft. So you can't miss on the quarterback no matter how many picks you have.
0: That's Jonas Knox. We're straight out of Vegas. So takeaway one, big bet on tour for the Dolphins. Takeaway two, also obvious but has ramifications, 49ers don't love Jimmy G. As you are on record for loving him, (laughs) they don't. Now, I will say this, as I listen to the insiders, the people that got the GMs and the number two assistant GMs on their taxing chains They're saying they probably don't trade Jimmy G. Yes, that's your understanding. So uh, go ahead.
1: Well, I think the this is a long term plan, or maybe a two year plan, if you will, where Jimmy G is going to be a a bridge, if you will, this coming year. How often is it
0: that a pick at number three has a bridge? Number three quarterbacks usually start. Yes. So why would this one necessarily be? Why would it be just natural? Oh yes, of course. If you take if you trade three first rounders and a number three to move up to three, <laughs> to, uh, or three first rounders and a, no- a third round pick also to move up to the third pick in the draft. Of course you're not going to start him the first year. Like, Joe Burrow wasn't going to start. What do you think, Jonas?
2: Well, in 2016, the Eagles traded up all those picks to get Carson Wentz at number 2. Sam Bradford was still on the team, and they didn't even get to the season before they traded away Sam Bradford, and they made Wentz a starter from day one.
0: Yeah. So, I'm not saying – I think that they are going to keep Jimmy G. And I think you're right, Fez. I just don't think it's obvious. and And if anything, I think it's counterintuitive. Right.
1: give up so much just to have a clipboard. Let's just look at history. You're right.
0: I mean, when does it happen? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still being pointed at as the guy that was picked what 22 or whatever and sat. So you know, behind a starter, it just doesn't typically happen. You're right. I mean, like Justin Herbert, it was like, well, you know, we've got Tyrod Taylor, and then it's like game two. Well, Taylor, you're hurt. You know, and obviously in that case, it was an injury, and obviously Herbert did very well. And how do you take him out? But let's just say in Week Ten, how often is a top ten quarterback still on the bench? Week Ten, very, very.
1: You're right, very, very rarely. And you know, and Herbert was number six; he wasn't number three.
0: Yeah, and okay. So what I'll say is this: it makes a ton of sense because if you ask people what they think of Jimmy G, they're going to say the following: when he's on the field, he's an above-average quarterback, but his availability is so limited that he, he, we we, we got to downgrade him like 10 slots. So maybe now instead of 12, he's 22. But if you have a backup that's mighty good, well, all of a sudden now, let Jimmy G do his thing, let the backup you know get ready behind him. If somehow Jimmy G does the Jimmy G thing of getting hurt, you've got a good guy. And worst case, if Jimmy G plays poorly, you've got a backup that you have spent a lot of equity on. And best case, Jimmy G takes him all the way, and the backup sits there, and then all the way to whatever. So it seems like the 49ers have game theoried out all the likely possibilities, and Jimmy G being there at number one gives this team a chance this year better than any rookie probably would. You never know, but probably, Jimmy, I mean, when we do, let's just say for the sake of argument that they take Fields, which I think is the most likely pick. Yes. Because if Zach Wilson's going to the Jets. So my thought would be this. Where does Fields start the season in your rankings? Where does Jimmy G start the season?
1: So Jimmy G's number twenty-one. Okay. And I would have Fields lower, around twenty-eight to start the year.
0: Do you agree with that, Jonas? Let's say first four games of the year, do you like Jimmy G or do you like Justin Fields to help your team win? Uh, Jimmy G. So yeah, we're in Jimmy agreement, G. right? Yeah. And and if anything, the 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 49ers are making a commitment to now by trading because they got everyone thinks you got that good young core, you wait. That young core gets really really fast, and from there, what do you do? You have to start letting some of them go. The time is now for the 49ers.
2: And when are the 49ers going to be in a spot to where they're picking high enough on their own to be able to, to move all the way up in a quarterback draft class that a lot of people feel is pretty strong? They were, the reason they had the record they had this year was because of the injuries and just a lot of bad luck. But that For roster sure. is good enough that, that you, most likely they're not going to have the number 12 pick to be able to move up like they did in this draft.
0: Entering yesterday, here are the NFL teams with better than a 15-1 chance to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Tampa Bay,
1: Green Bay, Bills, Rams, Ravens, 49ers. That's it. So a 6-10 team. And they're the number 7 pick here to win the Super Bowl.
0: That's right. And they have the number 3 pick. They're going to replace their quarterback, almost certainly. Or well, certainly, I think it's fair to say. It, but they're playing for now. And that doesn't seem like... When I thought about that, I said, what is a first-round quarterback in the Shanahan system? Remember, that's a complicated yes. system. Remember, even Aaron Rodgers, it was a big jump his second year in the Shanahan system. Matt Ryan, big jump his second year, with Kyle as OC. So to me, this is a, a great way to actually be, make it about now and the future if they hit on this quarterback. But if the 49ers don't hit on the quarterback, well, they're in the same spot as the Dolphins, loaded everywhere, probably not going to win a Super Bowl that way, though. All right, that's only the first two of six (laughs) takeaways. We'll take our first break. When we come back, probably the least obvious one. There's something this says about the Jets that really makes you think.
2: That's coming up next. But first, don't forget to check where you rank in Fox Sports Radio's M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. There are no perfect brackets remaining, so no million dollar winners. But still up for grabs is $1,000 for the listener in first place, $300 for second place, and $200 for third place. Stacy E is the listener currently in first place through the first two rounds, and Chris Broussard. Is leading the host bracket. The full standings can be accessed via FoxSportsRadio.com. It's the M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M Drive. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I
0: disagree with intervention.
2: I disagree with protocol. If you speak
0: out, I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas,
2: and I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to break down the blockbuster trade in the NFL.
0: Jonas, did you know we have a bowl of dice like that sit in the studio? There's like I don't know 120 dice. And now you can see this. I bought a little leather thing that I can roll it without making noise. So now I've got three dice. I just all break. I was rolling them saying, what's the odds of this? (laughs) So the odds are 36 to one of getting three of the same. Yes. All right, let's roll it. Here we go. Six, three, one. See, you were right. It didn't happen. (laughs) All right. It's a great day to join because coincidentally, we have six takeaways from the trade. San Francisco getting up to the number three. And the third one is the most, I think, hmm, good point. And that's coming up next. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much for the support. We're going to keep working extra hard. We're going to roll the dice as long as we need to. Here in Vegas on the Strip. And remember, on the weekends, you can catch up on the show, just podcast. Just search straight out of Vegas, wherever you listen to podcasts. Fez, earlier this week, we had a crossfire. You had a best bet. You were like, oh, buh, buh, I like, I like, I like. Who'd you like? Florida State. And I said, give me the button, baby. I'm betting against you.
1: Michigan.
0: Now, a little later, oh, I don't know, a half hour later, you were on Michigan, it seems like. Where's your head at on that game?
1: I am confused. The material no, no, that is means complex. You, yeah,
0: yeah. That means you don't <laughs> want to back You want to back off, but you don't want to back off so much. That's correct. We still have our 400 on it, though, you know. Yes. All right. So, I think... but. You've got a best bet coming up at the end of the show about six fifty Eastern, in which it's uh, you got you're going against the number one seed. Yes. All right. So you can do that on the podcast, catch up this week, and here in Vegas on the Strip, sixty seven degrees, the neon is pumping.
2: And it was the blockbuster trade earlier today. The 49ers now picking at number three in next month's draft.
0: All right, one more dice roll. Four, five, six. Faz. Figure out what the odds of a three in sequence Of
1: a small straight? Yeah. I don't think I can do that on air.
0: I think you can. Just do it silently. All right, here's number three. The Jets turn this trade down. The Jets turn this trade down. Because if you are the 49ers, why in the heck would you not make this exact same offer to New York? Because would you rather have the third pick or the second pick? Obviously. All right? So... This tells us for sure that they are locked into a quarterback. Now, people speculating Zach Wilson, I, I think that's probably true. But I don't know anything about that. We got odds on it. He's the favorite to be the number two pick. But the Jets are locked in. They will take a quarterback and an ancillary takeaway number four, Sam Darnold's gone. I mean, how do you take—I mean, do you—now, maybe it could be the same Jimmy G thing. You take a quarterback at two and keep in Sam Darnold, but there's a difference. This is another top pick, what, the third pick a couple years ago. I don't think you have a third pick and a second pick sitting there. I don't know. It feels like it might be a problem. So, Jonas, you agree with me, one, the Jets turned this down, which means they are locked in with someone, and it likely means Darnold is out the door.
2: I think either the Jets turned this down or Robert Sala, who's the coach in New York now and came from San Francisco, tipped them off to who the Jets plan on taking, and it's Ooh. not and it's not the guy that San Francisco's looking at, oh. so therefore they knew not to trade up.
0: Jonas, did you come up with that? Yeah. No, dude, that is good. <laughs> that is good. I haven't thought of that, and I haven't heard Strong. that. I, I mean, seriously, listen. Let's Let's... that's how you sell a good point Jones by the way Uh, no that no I think he's right it's a great because my point was it kind of steps on my point number five (laughs) but it's better my point five was the 49ers must like to well does Sala really have the ability to dictate that I mean he can tell them he can tell them who they're leaning towards but I mean it wouldn't be his decision right
2: well I think that he would have some input in it no, for and, sure, and and so and, and I've heard that Trey Lance, that the Forty ers really liked Trey Lance, and so maybe the Jets are, are fixated on Wilson, and the Forty ers got some indication that it's yeah. not going to be, and, and so that's why they went, you know, the direction they did.
0: So I think your point is really sharp. What I would say is. I, I think at minimum, the 49ers like two of the choices. And remember, Trevor Lawrence, we're assuming, is gone. He's that number one. That's assumed. So if they liked Wilson and you know whoever, it doesn't matter, Justin Field, they're comfortable at three, right? Because they know, okay, Trevor Lawrence yeah. goes. We got two guys we like. You take one, we take one. So they obviously, though, wanted to go up to two for the same haul if they could have, the 49ers. They couldn't. And maybe Joan is breaking on national radio. <laughs> no, I think it's a brilliant point. Maybe the Jets kind of gave him a hey. We're leaning towards Wilson, and they're out of conference. So it wouldn't you know be egregious. And the 49ers like someone else. Now it does segue to the last big point, which is I think this and there's a couple of these kind of points. So we'll call them like six A, six B, is. Because we think Jimmy G is going to be a bridge year, they could take a project quarterback and not worry the 49ers if he's ready game one this year. So if you were trading, you know, if you're taking him, you think you got a good team, you're taking a quarterback, you don't want to start one and three. You don't want to blow this season. You probably go with the more NFL ready quarterback. But here, if you got Jimmy Gene, the assumption is year two, this person steps in, unless there's a problem. Now you can open the door up to a project. By the way, Fez, we got the odds on who's going to be the number three pick. We are straight out of Vegas. This is Steve Fazek. Go.
1: Yeah, so Justin Fields is the favorite, but he's, the un- he's two to one. So. Right. so there's a plus money payout on the favorite, the most likely pick at number three, Fields. Fields two to one. And then a whole bunch of non-quarterbacks, including Seal, plus 250, Devonte. Uh,
0: yeah, so the left tackle. So what you're saying is they're stealing money
1: now are they, letting, are they is this sportsbook letting you bet to no, <laughs> letting you bet the no? No, they're not. So I'll, all these other guys probably should be 20 to 1. Oh, more than that. Yes. Could you
0: imagine the 49ers with Jimmy G,
1: you know, hanging on
0: by a thread, and you give up three number ones to take a left tackle? No. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. So it's Fields is the first quarterback, left tackle from Oregon, Penny Sewell plus two fifty, Devontae Smith, come on, plus three eighty. Chase and then all the way down, so Zach Wilson's at four to one but they're saying he's gone probably. right, and then Trey Lance is eight and a half to one. I think Trey Lance is a good bet at eight yeah. and a half to one. I think that's I a agree. really
1: good bet. In
0: fact yeah. we're going to have an official premonition <laughs> bet. if you can get Trey Lance at uh, eight and a half to one, or we'll say eight to one, because I do believe this bridge year, and from what I understand, no one doubts that Lance's um, physical tools are like a number one pick. It's just a number one overall. It's just that he isn't ready yet. Jonas, what's your – hand? what do you – feeling that the scouts are saying about this.
2: Yeah, no, I think Trey Lance is a is a great bet there. The Panay Sewell, uh, look, they just re-signed Trent Williams to that yeah. monster contract. Why is he even in the conversation? So the fact that they just threw him in, I, I don't know I don't know why that was, especially... And this, these are all updated Cause, odds. Cause, at-
0: you, know what, you know why, Jonas? Let, let me explain it to you real quick. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. Bookies are cockroaches.
2: <laughs> I don't... So... Is this all current after the trade? Like all of all. I mean, it it, it was
0: probably right after, but and and in fact, I know it was. But now it could have changed. So what we'll do is, when you know, in a few minutes, we'll go to trending. Is we'll try to get a quick update. But yeah, this is hey, this is live radio, buddy.
2: Yeah, because I'm shocked that Trey Lance is is that far down on the list. I'm shocked. I agree,
0: but but here's the thing. This is with this is with the 49ers. I mean, meaning it was it wasn't like who's going to be number three when Miami had it. This was right. after the trade. Now, has there been a move since? We'll see. All right, so let's think about this now. We know 49ers in general want another quarterback for the future. That's obvious. We believe, though, it doesn't seem likely on the surface. We believe they keep Jimmy G this year. The theory being that could potentially allow the 49ers to take a project and not throw away this year, which I think is why Lance at eight and a half to one is a great bet to be the number three pick.
1: I uh, just went to bet this. Okay. It's eight and a half to one. Uh-huh. I click submit and, they, and the message comes up, uh, bet is not available for, uh, for betting. Wow. So they're listening
0: to the show. Wow. <laughs> Apparently so. You know, I got to start betting before wow. I give out my premonition pick. but, but are they're they not letting you bet any of it. Like you could or did they change
1: the odds? Oh, I think I can bet Sewell, but did they,
0: <laughs> Yeah, did they change the odds though? Or? No,
1: it's 850.
0: But they're saying that they're saying that they're not taking betting right That's now That's right. That's probably smart. Is, Let me make some odds up, and, but I won't take anything on yes. it. Go ahead, is,
2: Okay, is, isn't that an indicator? Because we've talked about this before, that and you guys have, have like tipped off people around the country. When there's a bet or a line move, it's an indicator that somebody knows something. Isn't that an indicator that somebody knows something? That's why Steve Fezzik can't get on to bet this right now with the draft over a month away?
0: Well, here's the thing. The books fear more than anything. Breaking news. Because imagine that pressure on you, right? Imagine if you're the sports book, and let's give credit where credit's due. Sports books now, most of them are open 24 hours a day online. So it's three in the morning, and there's a story this big quarterback is in a car crash. You know, let's not be morbid, but it happens. Now, what do you do if somehow the uh, the Bills quarterback was in – I don't even want to say his name to put him in a car crash. Just say he had some type of injury late at night. Okay, what do you do? You're betting Miami, you're betting New England, and you're pounding it. Remember, it wasn't that long ago – what, six months ago – Jonas, that here in Vegas, there was Korean baseball getting bet during right. the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. and they bet, what, what was it, $250,000 on a game that had started two hours before? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the well At on. like 1.30 in the morning, because the Mirage just had the wrong start time on one Korean baseball game, and they, they hit a, they got them for like a half a million. Jamming
2: and, in on kiosks it, because the, uh, the windows were closed. Exactly. It, if Trey Lance is the only one that you can't submit a bet for, that that's a strong indicator that's of
0: interesting just try to bet 10 bucks on uh, Panay Soul no <laughs> I will, I will, no five, god no That you know what they call this Jonas camouflage you ever hear a camouflage <laughs>
1: The minimum amount is 50. It looks like they'll take it, but no, I don't want to lose 50.
0: That, so they won't take anything <laughs> at the God, bet they I man. made, but, but, but they'll take 50. The minute, they won't even take 10.
2: And, and then is it the same with fields? Because if, if they're allowing you to bet every other player bet except Bet 50 for, on fields
0: and see what happens.
2: Yeah, every other player except for Trey Lance, then we just uncovered who the Niners are taking at number three.
0: <laughs> well, no, because if they did, they would just... Because you made a point earlier that I agree with, you can't bet anything? Game is closed. Okay, so, so it's court. But I, let's give them credit, though. They do yeah. The bookies do fear-breaking news. Now, in theory, this is up after the trade. There's, I guess maybe they're afraid there's going to be an announcement who they're going to take, which that never happens. Now, I was talking about camouflage. Real quick, what is that? You hear it in blackjack all the time. So let's say there's a blackjack player or team, and they're good, and they win. There's certain plays, Fez, and you've been on blackjack teams. You've been to the blackjack ball, right? What do they call that?
1: Yes, exactly right. Blackjack ball, the best blackjack
0: players in the world. There's like, uh, what, is there about 100 people there typically? Yes. And and, and, like, it's literally if you said, who are the fifth or the 20 best live authorities, meaning alive, walking the earth, authorities on blackjack, there's probably 16 of them there.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. I finished third one year. Third in the tournament. How many people were in the tournament? 100. One of the greatest upsets in blackjack history. And <laughs> <laughs> somehow we got him here. Steve
0: Fezzik, Steve Fezzik. But two time Super Contest champion and number three at the Blackjack Ball 19. This is like 2005
1: ish. All right.
0: Glory days. <laughs> in hell. Okay. Here's camouflage though it's when a guy that's a winner makes a play that's an obvious losing play. So let's say, um, College football, no professional better hardly ever, if ever, will tease college football. The points aren't worth enough. So if I do a six-point teaser laying 120 in college football, Jimmy Vaccaro once told me, he said, I'll book that out of my pocket. You know, it doesn't matter how sharp you are, he'll book it. He's a bookmaker, but he's booking other people's money. He said, I'll book it out of my pocket. That's when you know, when a bookie says that, it's a square bet. What will happen is some bettors will bet those to camouflage how good they are so the computer says oh these guys you can dis- they're winning but dismiss them cuz they did this and this is a sign of a loser and that's the second-level thing. And in Blackjack, there's like, what's an example of a camouflage play?
1: Oh, you take even money on a Blackjack, even though it's the wrong play. All right, so you, so you got the
0: Blackjack, they offer you the even money, which means the dealer doesn't get a chance to tie you, and it's like, oh, look, he's square. Now, the computers aren't going to really be fooled by that, but back in the day when it was more the pit boss watching, he sees that. And in your mind, his mind, you're a square, and he walks away. and You don't have to worry for a while. <laughs> it actually fools
1: the computers also because it's the wrong play. So the computer says, "Yeah, he but it's just know. one play. That's though. true, against, right? A, against
0: the pit boss, it, nothing else. He he won't see anything else from you. He just see right. that,
1: yeah." All right, we're teaching a lot here. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six p m. Eastern, three p m Pacific.
0: Remember the last game of the regular season? <laughs> yes, the Eagles were on the field, and oh, it looks like they're throwing the game, or it looks like they're tanking or whatever. Let's say winning wasn't the highest priority. And everyone said, And I thought it was egregious. I did. But everyone said, what does it matter if you pick six or if you pick nine? Because that was ultimately the swing. If they had won that game, they would have picked nine. The Mm -hmm. Eagles, they lost. They picked six. Well, let's think about this. 12 to six is six slots. Nine to six is three. So whatever the Eagles gained in this trade, half of it, half of it came from losing that game. So we can sit and judge them. And I guess people effectively got fired over it, you could say, because I don't know what would have happened to Peterson if it wasn't for that game, to be honest. I don't know. But it goes to show you a lot of things. The Tunzel trade happens years ago, and today is the payoff, effectively, in a way. That loss happened a few months ago, and the payoff in another ways today, that's why we try to identify the smart plays, because maybe even if they don't pay off that day, they usually pay off in the future, like a like a bond.
1: <laughs> could be the Nate Sudfeld legacy, right? The third-string quarterback for Ooh. Philly.
0: Now imagine if the pick they take with the extra pick <laughs> they get marries Nate Sudfeld's daughter, mm. and then we could start a TV show. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, when we come back, last break, Fez has a best bet. He's betting against one of the number ones. I'm going to give you a bonus NBA bat on the Lakers Cavs.
2: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan and live real quick, from the jo- Farm-
0: Real quick, Oh, I'm sorry. You got a read? I was uh, going to yeah. tell you something about the dice game, but you do the read first and we'll talk dice.
2: Well, this dice game and straight out of Vegas <laughs> is brought to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance.
0: We were calculating during the break, so if you have three die in Rome, the over-under if you add the numbers is ten and a half. You want to go over or under?
2: I'll go over. All
0: right, here we go. Five, five, five. Woo! Fifteen. Jonas, lucky weekend coming up, I think, for you. This is the way we do, you know, I, I love dice because it's so much of luck. Like you get in your car and you drive home, and do you get home in time? Well, that's that's a roll of the dice. It's just you don't see the dice rolling, but they are. If you listen, if you get very quiet, you can hear them. All right. Fez has his Best bet, uh, Jonas, it's in the Gonzaga game, so why don't you set that up for him?
2: Yeah, and uh, Gonzaga coming up tomorrow. It is a Sweet 16. RJ here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, give me one second here. I'm having uh, an issue pulling up uh, the present oh, line. Oh, no problem so, at
0: all. Yeah. Um, and we should know, our producer got his first day off in like, I don't know, three months. So usually, Jonas, we, we feed him this stuff. And I'm thinking, should I do it? And I'm like, that takes a lot of work. So uh, you know,
2: We do have it here. So the <laughs> updated line on, on uh, pregame.com right now, Gonzaga, a 13-point favorite against Creighton.
0: And, Feds, I got to say beforehand, I love this handicap.
1: Okay, I'm on the underdog, Creighton plus the 13. If you take a look at Gonzaga's last game against Oklahoma, Gonzaga was laying 15 points, and that could have gone either way. Yeah, so the line seemed right. The line was spot-on correct. So, but Creighton's a lot better than Oklahoma. How much better? Took a look at Ken Palm. Creighton's a good four points better than Oklahoma. So if the Oklahoma-Gonzaga line should have been 15, this line should be 11. And that's your
0: value. Right there, that is the premium. The squares are coming to town to bat, and... It's like we, we there's other reasons to like this, but that's a typical NFL handicap. You got a team everyone loves, a team everyone doesn't so much, and the public's betting the heck out of the team that everyone loves.
1: Exactly right, and the public's already two and zero betting Gonzaga in this tournament, which is
0: important because people remember. Even you, a professional, if you lose even two bets with a team, you have a vendetta against them years later. No sometime. doubt. So, but when you do something. Imagine if you're like um, out looking for romance. If you go to a certain club and wear a certain shirt, and let's say you have a, a, a happy ending at the end, what do you do the next time you go out? Do you go to some other club? No, you probably go to that same club, same shirt. You might not even wash that shirt. Who do we know? Maybe. Same thing. They're betting the Zags. They're winning. They're going to keep betting the Zags. That's why this line's inflated. Yes. You've got a theory that Indiana's crowd is going to start turning on Gonzaga Because Indiana is the team that last won it undefeated. 1976, right? There's a, there's a chance of that being a factor in this game. We don't know for sure, but a chance. Exactly. And also, remember, when it's the first game of two games in four days, teams that are big favorites, that are up big late, often... Take the air out of the ball. The reason being?
1: That they've got another game in 48 hours, so let's not use up all our energy in the first
0: game. If it's the second game and there's like five days till the next game or four, they usually will kind of push it a little bit more. I love it. I love the Zags here. Creighton. Oh, I'm sorry. Going against the Zags, Creighton plus 13. Okay. We had earlier yesterday, I gave Villanova plus eight. That's, you know, it's kind of down to seven and a half, but that was our pick yesterday for me. You got Baylor, we got a bet. I got the I got the Zags in another bet. Will they win the title? You had Illinois, not good, mm-hmm. and you have Baylor. Yes. So if my Villanova wins outright, it will be like It'll be like Yahtzee.
1: I, I I noticed that you picked against my last remaining team here.
0: Yes. Well, they're overrated. They are. Because what happened was everyone was down on Baylor, but then there were so many upsets. They're like, well, who who do we know that could win this thing? Lo and behold, it's Baylor and you know Michigan, but people was down on Michigan. Speaking of that, you've come to the conclusion Michigan's the right side, right? At minus two? I'm or- passing. All I'm right. passing. So I do like Michigan at minus two, but here comes the bonus, Jonas, and... If you want to set it up, Lakers-Cavs, this is going to be my special bonus pick.
2: Yeah, and it's coming up later on tonight at Staples Center, where right now the Lakers on pregame.com are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Cavs.
0: Here's the number, and this is a bet like a pro situation. The number is the total 209 is out there. 209. Under. Under 209 Cavs-Lakers. Why? Because, one, Cavs have been waiting to play the Lakers— Because LeBron, it's reunion time. Let's show him. We're good still in Cleveland. He's not there. He's there with his, you know, six-week, it looks like, injury now. We'll see. But on the other hand, the Cavs show up. They're not motivated, and they're in L.A. It's a team out of the playoffs, and they're in L.A. You think that the night before they're really all focused on the game? Low energy is what I expect. And the Lakers... They played last night, so you have a thinned-out team playing a back-to-back. Low energy, low scoring. I think it all adds up that this is going to be a listless game. Listless games tend to go under. Under 209, Cavs-Lakers. Ten seconds, Faz, what do you think?
1: Lakers' offense really struggling. I like it. Last four games without LeBron, Lakers averaging just under 100 points only per game.
0: Ooh, and their favorite here in the total is 209. All right, Jones, what a week, what a week.
2: If you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets and a deep dive into what the Niners do at pick number three, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.